Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? This is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show, episode number 148. Yeah, 148. I've been doing this crap that long. You know how weird this is? On my original podcast, the next episode is going to be episode number 450. And I'm almost at 150 on this podcast. Good Lord. How are my vocal cords still working? <laughs> okay, let's just jump right into what we we're going to talk about this time. Now, listen. Somebody, somebody was telling me about what he referred to as curse of the gifted and what he meant, what he meant by curse of the gifted. And you'll know what I'm talking about is someone who is so naturally good at something where literally becoming good at the thing they're doing doesn't require any real effort, doesn't require any instruction, doesn't require anything from the outside. They just have an ability to do this specific thing. Like you see somebody who's just naturally fast. They're just naturally fast. So when you race them, they beat you. You have technique, they have raw ability. But sometimes, because a person has raw ability, they get a little arrogant. And I've seen this before. I saw this in school. There was a guy, I don't remember his name, but he was just really, really fast. And there was another guy who took his running very, very seriously. But the guy who was really, really fast was smoking the guy who had technique but but less ability. So he was beating him so badly that he literally stopped running around. He's like, man, I'm faster than that guy. Because at least when he was was racing, he he ran. He, his technique sucked, but he was running a lot to stay in shape. But he's like, man, I beat this guy so badly. Da, 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 da. So you know how this goes. It's like the tortoise and the hare. You know the end of this story. There come time where the, the, the classes are racing, and he got beat by a hare. Just the slightest bit he lost, and he was shocked. Why was he shocked? Because he had beaten the guy so many times when it didn't matter that when the pressure came in and when the guy was still working hard and, and cutting his time down, Captain Fast just assumed he was going to smoke the guy and beat him in the race. And he wound up losing and it was embarrassing, embarrassing. You know how embarrassing it is to think you're just absolutely going to win something and then you wind up losing in front of everybody. Oh, man, that was bad, bad. The curse of the gifted. Sometimes it comes so easy to you that you get you become very, very arrogant and don't realize, oh, no, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, no, I should have put in the work, but you don't put in the work. How many times have you seen a college quarterback, right? Just rip the college league, just rip the league up, just go through and tear through, either win a national championship or get close to a national championship, get all the accolades. Everybody tells them how great they are. They won a bunch of bowl games. They're the greatest, the most incredible and greatest. But the thing they don't realize is, yes, you're great at that level. You didn't even study the playbook, but you're faster than other people. You didn't study the playbook, but you just have really good eye-hand coordination. You're really good at judging the speed of your receivers. You're really good at throwing the football. But in the college, the, foot, the, the receivers that you're throwing the football to are a little bit more open than they're going to be in the NFL. Why? Because your receiver is great. But the other guy, the guy who's playing against him, trying to keep him from catching the ball, the defensive back, is just very good. So the great guy is going to beat the very good guy the overwhelming majority of time. So you think you're better than you actually are because your receiver is wide open when you throw the ball to him. Yay! If you're in college and you're playing one of the top teams and you're on the top team, on the other team, there's probably three, maybe five guys that are going in the NFL, right? And that doesn't mean they're going to be stars, but they're good enough to get to the NFL, which means there's a good chance that you can just take advantage of the other guys. If there's a guy that's 
in one position and I know he's great and he's doing good against my team, I'll just go to the other side of the field and throw against that guy and eat him up. And then if the good guy switches sides, I'll switch sides. And I wound up beating that team and I think I did something. Then you go to the NFL, the National Football League in America, and what happens? Everybody that's in the NFL, even the people that stink in your in your opinion, were good enough to get into the NFL. So wide receivers are not as open. And all of a sudden, you don't look as good. You can't run as fast because everybody's fast. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Right? You see it in, in other sports. You see it in boxing. You see it in MMA. How many people have been in MMA in a smaller league, tore that smaller league up, just kept winning belts, knocking people out, standing there posing after they beat up people, thinking they're the greatest thing in the world. Then they go to the UFC and get their behinds whipped. Why? Because the UFC has the best of the best of the best. You were beating up the people a level down. There's levels to this. You were gifted because just from natural ability, you could beat these guys up. You had no technique. You were just throwing random kicks. They weren't really good kicks. You just kind of kicked and punched. And because you were so big and strong, you beat these guys up. And then you come into the UFC and you find guys your size with skill. You get your... And that's what happens sometimes when it comes too easy. You've been in relationships where it came too easy. I've seen people in relationships where it came too easy. I saw a guy who liked a lady. She was a cutie but patootie, right? She was a sweetie bop. He liked her, but he thought he was so cool because she really wanted to be with him badly, right? And she was really nice to him. And most people, I know one thing, whenever I was with, with uh, ladies that were really, really nice to me, I treated them really good. I treated him really good in return. In fact, I treated him good just because that's, I think that's the way he's supposed to do it. But this guy started to get arrogant because he knew that she thought she won the lottery by getting him. And instead of being nice to her and proving her right, after a while, he started realizing in his mind that he had control over the relationship. Yeah. He decided to be dominant, not physically dominant. He wasn't like hitting or anything like that. You know, he wasn't mean to anything like that, but he was a little bit disrespectful and passive aggressive because he knew she didn't want to lose him. Oh, that's right. He stayed out and did stuff. He he didn't cheat on her, but he wasn't as good to her as he should have been. He didn't appreciate the good things that she did for him with his stupid behind. And eventually, as she looked at him on the pedestal that she put him on. He didn't realize it, but that pedestal was starting to get kind of short. At one point, she had her head cranked all the way up because she had him in such high esteem, and he didn't even realize that the pedestal was lowering very slowly and methodically like a broken elevator. Before she had to crank her head up to see him, he was so high, and now she can see his feet and his knees and his navel and his chest, and now they're eye to eye, oh no. He started to just assume she was going to do something for him, because he's so great. He thought he had it made, and he came home, I know my chick's going to have my hot meal waiting for me. I know that much, Edgar, but she's sitting at the table eating. Just assumed his food was in the kitchen, and guess what? His food was in the kitchen, in the containers. Because she ain't cooking jack. Yeah, that's right. 
He figured, oh, okay, well, maybe she thought I was coming home later. Maybe she thought I was going to get something on the way. Not a big deal, but, you know, she is looking kind of good, you know, walking around there in this tank top and them sweat, the sweatpants with a sweet, sweet, delicious buttocks jiggling. I think I'm about to give her the treat. And what the treat is is some of me. Let me climb over there and they, they, she, she's turning me down. She's turning me down. Me? me she, she, what? Me? She, she don't want me? Where? And eventually she started to begin to resent him. He thought everything was great. And now he went from a woman that adored him to a woman that couldn't stand him. And she was looking at him. You ever just look at somebody and like sometimes when you're in a good mood or say you're in a happy relationship and you catch your spouse looking at you. And she's smiling and you smile back at her, right? Maybe she blows you a kiss. You pretend to catch it, right? You know, you blow her a kiss. She pretends to catch it. Or maybe she smiles at you. You smile at her and you walk toward each other and slop each other down. Get all up on each other, right? Right? But you've also been in a relationship, even a relationship that's generally healthy, where you're not actually going to leave each other, but you're having a temporary rough patch. Not the kind of rough patch that, that's going to threaten anything. The kind of rough patch where you're like annoyed with each other for the day because you did something stupid or she did something stupid or you thought the other person did something stupid or you're just in a bad mood. And you look over at your lady and you got a smile on your face because the last time you caught each other's gaze, you, you had a smile on her face and she's looking at you and she has a look on her face like she smells something bad. Right. And she's starting to say some words. You can't read her lips, but somehow you can tell their curse words. You can't make out the curse words, but something tells you that those are curse words and that they're not complimentary words. She's describing you, but not in the way you would want to be described. Oh, no. Right. Well, that's how she was looking at him, but it wasn't on a specific occasion. It was all the time. And I remember having the conversation with him at the bar. Man, that's Anthony, man. My wife's mad at me, man. Because the Gibbiani tells me the whole story that I just told you. Yes, I have permission to talk about it. Don't worry about it. And I said, why are you asking me? I don't even have a girlfriend right now. He says, yeah, but, you know, you know, he's, he, he realized that he, even the women I broke up with, I'm still cool with for the most part. Except for like one or two. But, the, you know, they're the ones that cheated. So the hell with them. And, uh, you know, but the other ones I'm cool with, right? So, you know, she, what did you do? You know, he tells me, all, I'm, 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 I'm mumbling over the stuff that I can't repeat. <laughs> if you're hearing gibberish, whenever I do gibberish like that, I'm just giving you the tone of the person that's talking to me. Uh, but I can't actually repeat that part of what they said. So you're getting gibberish for the new people. That's what I, that's why I do that, by the way, just so you know. So anyway, and then she, and I tried to, but she would, I said, okay. I said, well, you knew from the beginning that she really, really wanted you badly, didn't you? Yeah, man. And in the beginning, you were flattered by it, weren't you? Yeah, I was flattered by it because she's real cute, man. She's a beauty, man. And you found this beautiful woman who wanted you really badly, right? So you knew in your mind you had an advantage, didn't you? Right. You knew she would put up with a lot of crap because she wanted you so badly. And eventually you started to act like a piece of crap, didn't you? Well, I, I said, they, they tell me the truth, punk. I'm talking. You're talking to me. If you're going to stop me from watching this football game and whine about how much of a dope you are with your wife, you were going to tell me the truth, punk. Yes, I actually said that. Well, you know, I said, let me ask you a question. 
when she like say she's she's making something in the kitchen. When you walk in the kitchen to get a soda out the refrigerator, how, what do you do? He goes, "What do you mean? What do I, I walk in and I get I get the soda out of the refrigerator? Do you say anything to her? No. Do you touch her? No. So your wife is standing there making something for you to eat, making you know, some sandwiches. You walk into the refrigerator, get the, you don't even say anything to her. How you didn't like put your arms around and slob her neck down? Good, tell her that she looks good, huh? You didn't put your hands on her buttocks and rub it and get girl I can't wait and some stuff like that. I'm not gonna give you all my cool lines. Y'all don't deserve it yet, though. You know, wait, wait till wait until later on. I don't want to give my smooth lines that I say to women. I think it's dangerous in the hands of people that aren't me. I don't want to put y'all in get y'all in trouble. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for that yet. Back to the story. Shut up. Don't judge me. Back to the story. And put your hands on her and all that and tell her she looks good. No. You don't think she'd like that? You don't think women like when the guy they're in love with, the guy they were dreaming about, the guy that they put up on the pedestal tells them that they look good? Hmm? Don't you realize? What would she wear? Would she, did she walk around the house in her drawers all the time? Well, yeah. So you... Don't you realize as a guy, even if you're not trying to get some delicious hee-hee-hee, you got to let you know your woman know that you want some delicious hee hee hee. And if, even if you can't have the delicious hee 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 hee. Now let her know that you want some delicious hee hee hee. Even if she turns you down, she wants to know that you want some delicious hee 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 hee. Oh, okay. 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 What else? All right. When she comes home from work, who gets home first? Well, I get home a little first because I work closer to the house. Uh-huh. She having a demanding job. Well, you know, her job is uh-huh. And when she comes in the house to tell you what happened at the job, what do you do? Man, I don't know, man. I listen to it, man. Are you listening to it the way you're listening to me? Because I'm kind of offended by the way you're listening to me. Once again, you stopped me from watching that game that I came to the bar to watch, and you came in here and sat next to me to tell me your problems. You asked me something. I'm trying to tell you some crap, and you ain't listening. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't even think. Yeah, exactly. If you listen to her the way you're listening to me, I can understand why she's ticked off with you, you knucklehead. When you're looking at her, when she's talking to you, you, do you look at her face or do you kind of wander around with your head like a puppy? Well, because you're doing it to me right now. I'm trying to talk to you, looking around like you're trying to catch a fly with your eyes. Look at my face when I'm talking to you. And when you're with your wife, look at her face when you're talking to her. And when she's complaining about a job, shut up and listen to what she's saying. All right? And actually pay attention to what she's saying. Don't just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Actually pay attention. Every once in a while, something that she says, repeat it back to her. You mean to tell me Barbara ate that? Throw in a few of them. Okay? All right? Yeah, that makes sense. I guess it makes sense. All right? Remember, randomly touch your wife with, and don't have the intention of getting some of her delicious <laughs> just touch it because you want to touch it don't make any move just rub on some stuff and look at it and smile and look at it like yeah girl and don't say yeah girl because you're not me just look at it and give it a little wink and then don't do it all the time because she's going to think is that all you think about you know you do it at least twice a day during the course of a whole day do that okay you're not advanced like me which you could do it all the time and get away with it because well <laughs> you ain't as Anthony so, here's what you do. Randomly feel up your wife. Tell her she looks great. Listen to the stories when she comes back from work. You'll probably be back in her good graces, okay? Okay, okay. And, and that's, that's pretty much, you know, you know what I'm saying? You got you to do these things. 
right? You were just so arrogant thinking that you knew everything. You were so arrogant because you think, I got her. You're about to lose her. Loser. <laughs> and also, when it's time for the hee-hee-hee-hoo-hoo, <laughs> make sure that she, uh, let's put, how can I put it to you this way? Don't make sure your train doesn't arrive at the platform first. Make sure she gets where she needs to go a couple times first before you get where you need to go, if you understand what I'm saying. All right. Make sure that she gets to her to, to, to the to her stops a couple times and then, you know, then you can make sure you can. You know, make sure your train after that, after that, you could your your train can arrive at its destination. If you understand what I'm saying, actually, I don't understand what you're saying. Wow, you're dumb. Okay, uh, how can I retell this story five years from now on my podcast that I haven't started yet? Ah, uh, in a way that's not going to be gross because I try to keep that podcast clean, even though once again I haven't decided to do that podcast yet in the future. Ah, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Make sure she gets hers first, chump. Then get yours. How about that? Oh, that makes sense to me. Exactly. <laughs> this is an actual conversation, by the way. I didn't have to embellish much. <laughs> and they're still together. And he stopped being an idiot. Because sometimes, like I said, sometimes we get so full of ourselves because we're having success or because we feel like we have an advantage over someone or we feel like we're better, or we feel like we have more talent, or this, that, and the other, we forget to do the things that got us there in the first place, or the things that can maximize the situation. In his particular case, he started to appreciate his wife more, and started being so full of himself, okay, and realized what a great lady he actually had, and has, and still has, and they're cool now. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I'm saying this because I did it, it, it applies to me as well. From earlier on, there was a time when the comedy stand up came very, very easy to me, very, very easy to me. So young me, teenage me didn't put in as much work as, as I should have because it was easy. It was really, really easy. It didn't. It, made, it was just I mean, it was really easy, man. Right. But the problem is. Like I said, like with the football and all that kind of stuff, you can you can get into a situation or you find out you're not as good as you thought you were, or you're not as skilled as you thought you were. I went to New York from my hometown of Philadelphia, and I was very good. And then I went to New York, and I was hanging around comics who were five years older than I was, who were getting on stage five to ten times a week. I was getting on stage two to three times a week. So you have someone who's more experienced than I am, been doing it longer, more mature, and getting three times the stage time. And I got an opportunity to see... Just how good I was and just how good I wasn't. <laughs> you know, I went to, it's a 17 year old mate. Yeah, I'm going to go up to New York. I think I should be there. I think I should probably see, I'm going to go up on Tuesday. By Friday, I should have uh, six Oscars, uh, nine sitcoms and at least a $17 billion and eight wives. You know, you know what? You know what? I'm 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 gonna speed it up. I'm gonna have all that success by. Let's see, I go up there Tuesday, Wednesday at four. I should have uh, twelve Oscars, eighty-five delicious wives, eighteen quadrillion dollars in the in the and in, in fact, it's not even gonna be an Oscar. They are gonna call it. They're gonna name it after me. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, that's what's good. Get back at. That's not what happened. 
Now, did I go up there and I do well? Of course I did well. Did I do as well as the older comics who were better than I was because they've been doing it longer and they actually put the hard work in? Absolutely not. (laughs) And when you go on stage and you're used to a certain level of laughter and you see the kind of laughter more experienced, better, more polished comics get, all of a sudden, you feel like you're about an inch and a half tall and they're giving you compliments. Good job, kid. Man, you're really talented. You're going to really go somewhere. And you're like, thank you, thank you. And you're trying to be nice on the outside. And on the inside, you're going, I got my ass whipped by damn near everybody in the building. <laughs> you know how long a three, it was like a two, it was like a three hour train ride home because I went home, I was coming home in the, uh, really, really late at night to go back down to, oh, down, down to Philadelphia now, but at the time I was in Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, right? And I'm sitting on the train listening to myself. And and had I not seen what the other comics had done on stage, I would have been proud of my performance. Had I, had, I mean, literally, this that just shows you how things can be, how your perception can be different based on the circumstances. If I had shown up, at, say I was running late, and I showed up for my, not my 845 spot, no, 830 spot, whatever, like 830 spot, right? Showed up for my 830 spot. Right. Didn't see the last person. Maybe the MC's on stage. Just next guy. And I walk in, do my thing, walk out. And I go, thanks, guys. I got to go to the next club. And I had another club to go to. And I left. I would have just said, I killed. I did great. And not realized that, yeah, I, no, I didn't do great. I did good. They did great. <laughs> and I'm listening to the tape and I'm going, I literally thought this was the best I could do. I really did. And I got my A double bent snakes kicked and i promised myself it will after i figure out how to get to that level even if i don't become some big star and i'm just a regular working comic and i'm a regular guy and comedy is my job and i just you know just work the clubs and i'm I'm like a regular person uh working a regular job no superstar none of that crap i'm never letting that happen to me again right and it took me a few months to to get that good took me about three months of going up to figure out how to be as good as those guys. And then I fit right in with them skill-wise and as far as my audience response. But I'm glad that I got my my behind whipped like that because it's never happened again and it ain't gonna. But I remember, and imagine if I had, had, imagine if I was delusional enough to think I was good enough at that point and I stayed at that level. (laughs) You know, imagine if that happened. You know, we've seen that before. People who are way, way, way delusional about what they can do. You know, and I am now at a point. I mean, since, I mean I'm 54. This, 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 I'm so well past that period of my life. But, you know, I've learned a long time ago how to be critically, critically assess what I'm doing and kick my own behind if I'm not doing the things I'm supposed to do. But if you're in a situation where you're not assessing your abilities accurately, you're not looking at what you can do and you can compare yourself to where you were, where you want to be, and also the people that you're going to have to compete with. Be honest with yourself. Don't 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 uh, don't don't lie to yourself about how great you are if you still have things to work on, because that'll just waste your time. OK. That's all I'm saying. They don't have to be the cursed, the gifted. 
You know, you could you could you could be gifted and and turn that curse of the gifted into just the gifted, the gifted. You could you could have all this talent and then work your behind off on top of it. You could become a prince or a Michael Jackson or a Tiger Woods or, or you know, or someone in some some specific business that busted their behind, ripped the world up. You could be that. And I hope you do. You dig? Of course you do. 148. That's the number of this episode. Thank you for listening, my friends. I'm going to be here once again every Tuesday and Thursday. Bring your butts back and bring friends with you. Also, rate and review this podcast. Also, spread the word about this podcast. Also, thank you. Take care.